Podcast. Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp, 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 shrimp on the barbie. Do you respect that? That's corruption. I could make a fake snake. You not pee in the pool. You, 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 you not pee on the barbie. All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from the fabulous Flamingo, take it away, MarkBot 5000. Thanks, Eric. This is MarkBot 5000. Definitely not the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion, Booker T. And welcome to the Hard Mark Podcast, a show where the powerful and intelligent Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, <laughs> introduces one match per episode of his calls who has never watched wrestling they talk about the backstory they watch the match and then they wreck that match on their ever-growing list chucky ducky quack quack the purpose of the show is to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to his most notable matches and wait a second what you're telling me he's never watched his face or butt tell me you didn't just say that Anyway, here's Flying Ron Murphy. Can you dig it, sucker? <laughs> Thank you, MarkBot5000, for that. Man, he's just, he's just, all the hits. I don't know where he keeps getting this erroneous information that you don't wash your face or butt. But besides that, a great job being done by MarkBot5000. I want to make it clear that my butt is clean as fuck at all times. <laughs> I mean, I did. I caught a whiff of something when we were sleeping in the bed together. No, wasn't, you didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Are you sure it wasn't no. ish? <laughs> Ooh, just that tiny I, little I, butt. I, 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 here's the thing, man. I'm yeah. all about. I'm all about butt cleanliness. I really am as a person. Like I, I. Yeah, that's your core tenet. I just think it's important, and if you're not butt cleanly, like I don't know how I got this reputation because I don't have a shower head. But Eric, a removable shower head. There's ways. To clean your butt thoroughly without without a shower. And you have to do it. Like Eric, I just want to make sure the fans know that the butt is cleanly. Oh, yeah. The fans definitely know. MarkBot5000, uh, Crispin, <laughs> Hickenbottom, and team. I don't know what they're, they've been programming in there. Maybe they've got what some... What are they int- programming in there? Dude? I don't know. Like, they're programming like butt uncleanly. stuff. Uncleanly butt stuff about you. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe MarkBot5000 sees you... Uh, evaluates the AI machine-based learning. It's like, that kind of looks like a guy who doesn't wash his face or butt. Because we know that you don't wash your face, and so maybe it's just extrapolating from that data that you don't I wash don't, your butt. I mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you allow shampoo to dribble down the front of no, your face. No, I, I do not, like, I don't have, like, a face routine. That's fair. Like, I do not have a face routine. But I do, like, you know, shampoo it down my face, you know, like, and... I think you I sh- do you you take your hands and you scrub the shampoo on your face, or you allow the shampoo to run down your face and call that? I think it washing. just runs down. I just kind of like you know, like, <laughs> okay, you get, you get it, like yeah, just I like, get it, I get it. I don't have a face routine, and but I, you know, I have a great baby face. Like I look like I'm, you know, just as young as I've always been. Like right. 19, 20, I'll 21. put in a service now request for the Imagineers. <laughs> The Hardmark Imagineers, just so they know, like, hey, listen, curb, curb the butt, 
the butt stuff. Okay, he's got a very clean butt. Uh, it's clean butt. Like I just, yeah. well, I, you know, I just think it's yeah you know, for the people to understand. Like it's, mm-hmm. that's one thing I take very seriously is clean butt. Um, I think it's important. It's yeah. gross if you don't. Hella gross. Hella gross. <laughs> but you know, I I maybe could get on a more face efficient. Like, See, there we go. See, there's, there's something to, you know, you, you can't just shut down when people give you constructive criticism. Maybe there's like positive you know things. Face, yeah, it's, it's clean. You know, like. Hella clean. It's hella clean. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to the Hardmark Podcast. Thank you very much. We are here today to watch some wrestling. So thank you for joining us to do that thing. Ryan is a little inebriated. I'm going to keep us on track as best I can, but we'll see how it goes. Ryan is already giving me a look. Uh, one of his eyes is like, is 75% closed. Uh, He's putting sunglasses there so you can't tell. <laughs> God, we've got sunglasses, Ryan. He's got the risky bit. He even has the white t-shirt. It's full risky business. He's probably do, yeah, not even yeah. wearing pants right now. It's just the the bikini briefs. But uh, let's talk about wrestling, Ryan. How does that, how's that hit you? How's that strike you? Right now, <laughs> um, <laughs> pretend I didn't ask you that. Let's let's talk yeah. about it. So, <laughs> okay. venturing back to the world of TNT wrestling today, Ryan. The last few WCW matches that we have seen have been somewhat Hogan centric. So, let's take a little break from the Hulkster. I know you're probably disappointed by that, and we'll examine some of the other goings on in the WCW landscape around that same time. How does that hit you? Good. That sounds in my alley. Good. So the last match that we saw for WCW was a big three-team extravaganza, but one of the men involved in that match was a true difference maker. Arguably, he was the key man responsible for the NWO's victory in that match and someone that we haven't checked in on in a significant level of detail in a bit, his name is the Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh yeah, that's my best, my best Macho Man. It's my boy. It's not true. We both know that's not true. But ever since his arrival in WCW, Savage always seemed to be in the orbit of his longtime frenemy Hulk Hogan. Uh, The two started in the company as allies, and then once Hogan infamously joined the NWO, Savage would be a frequent target of their attacks. So that led to the storyline of Macho Man getting fired and then having to join the NWO in order to continue his wrestling career. That also led to Savage reuniting with his longtime manager slash ex-wife, Elizabeth, who once again aligned herself with Savage and would escort him to the ring for his matches. So they are no longer married in real life. Uh, they are divorced, but uh, on screen, there's still kind of a, a, a coupling here in this scenario. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know uh, that sounds like a fun time working with your, uh, with your ex-wife, but uh, Macho Man, he seemed to enjoy it. But despite the fact that the Macho Man's hand had been more or less forced to join the NWO, he took to his role like a duck to water. And the first act of business for him was to address a lingering issue that had been plaguing the group, a man by the name of Diamond Dallas Page. So Diamond Dallas Page, or DDP for short, is arguably the most unlikely success story in the history 
of professional wrestling. The New Jersey-born Page had been wrestling adjacent for much of his life, and he had formed a good number of friendships with those in pro wrestling due to his managing of a popular Fort Myers nightclub, Norma Jeans. Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, Fort Myers, Florida. So he he met a lot of wrestlers. Uh, over time, DDP would give up that nightclub business and begin to seek out his big break in pro wrestling, dabbling in announcing and managing. Uh, in fact, DDP was so determined to make it, he once drove his pink Cadillac from Florida to Toronto, Canada for a two-minute spot of driving wrestlers to the ring. So, like, that's how dedicated Diamond Dallas Page was. Was that is dedicated as fuck, like. Yeah, that's a bit of a bit of a drive. But eventually, the wrestling bug would fully bite DDP, and at the ripe old age of 35, he began to train at the WCW training facility known as the Power Plant. Uh, 35 is and was considered absolutely ancient to begin a career as a pro wrestler, but bit by bit, DDP would show signs of improvement. And by his own admission, he would literally go to the power plant every single day that he wasn't working as he needed to make up for lost time. So he was literally training in wrestling every single day. If he wasn't actively you know, out on the road, he was training at the, at the power plant there. Now, despite his age, DDP had one thing going for him that is impossible to teach in wrestling. He lived his gimmick. The same way that Ric Flair is Ric Flair 24 hours a day, the character of Diamond Dallas Page was the same when the lights were off. And so with his charisma, his work ethic, and his finishing move called the Diamond Cutter that he could hit on anyone at any time, DDP finally started to get a fan following. But of course, if the fans take notice of somebody, the NWO would not be very far behind. Uh, Unlike many, however, who would jump at the chance to join the NWO, DDP declined the offer, first via his words and then by attacking the outsiders of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So, of course, upon Randy Savage's joining of the NWO, he was given the task of eliminating Diamond Dallas Page, the only man to turn down the NWO's offer. Uh, In addition to targeting Page directly, Savage and Elizabeth would also humiliate DDP's wife, Kimberly. But basically, Kimberly Page, she did a Playboy spread way back when. But anyway, they acted as if, like, it was a big secret and, like, Macho Man. Oh, here we go. Actually, I'll just send you this. This is this is perfect, as a matter of fact. I'm just... Here, I'll send you this. This is... Is it Pornhub? It's not. It's not Pornhub. Joe. Oh, I wouldn't be able to tell, like... By the, oh, it's just a thumbnail. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's uh, Diamond Dallas Page with Kimberly. That really perked me up. Good, I'm glad, but I could tell your eyes are wide open now. But uh <laughs> So basically Macho Man claimed that like Kimberly had had sex with him 
while you know she was married to DDP, which was total bullshit. Everybody knew it was total bullshit. But he was basically trying to get in the head of Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, at one point, Elizabeth spray painted NWO on Kimberly Page's back, so they basically made it very, very personal between Macho Man and Page. Uh, so with the hatred between these two men, Diamond Dallas Page and Randy Savage, at a boiling point, uh, those men would have a series of three matches over the course of the next six months. The first saw Diamond Dallas Page win via his patented diamond cutter in, which, in what was considered to be a major upset at the time. Incensed, Savage demanded a rematch, but due to the brawls and violence between these men, this match would be an unsanctioned, no-disqualification, falls-count-anywhere match. So you could pin your opponent anywhere in the building. It does not have to be mm. in the ring. And so the match nice. was made for the Great American Bash in Moline, uh, Illinois, in 1997. And so that, that is what we're going to be watching here today. So Lincoln was born. Moline? Really? Is that true? No. Why would you just say lies? Just he's born somewhere in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> His home state, then. Okay, that's that's fair. Then, <laughs> uh, so any questions around the backstory of the match? Any questions around Diamond Dallas Page? Now that you've seen him with his his wife in a in a very classy photo shoot, it's a great picture. Like. Great picture. Uh, we've also seen. How old is she now? Uh, she's in her fifties, I believe. That's still. She was actually, and, and I know usually when I ask you this type of question, the answer is always no. Did you ever see 40-Year-Old Virgin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you remember, and I know you probably don't remember like in a ton of detail, but remember when he's doing the speed dating? Yes, Eric, I do. The cards. You remember when the, when the woman's titty, yeah. the titty falls out? That was Kimberly Page. Oh. Yeah. That's her biggest role to date is really speed dating titty popper router. I love her. <laughs> well, we'll see if she can inspire her her hot huzz to uh, uh, to do some some work. The old man, Diamond Dallas Page, uh, if he can get in there and, and, and do the thing. But uh, any questions about either of our competitors, Macho Man or Diamond Dallas? No, no. Okay. So to just kind of put a little bow on this before we watch this match, uh, so Ryan's current record is 35 and 26. Uh, now he is currently undisputed on a three-match winning streak. And also, and this is kind of like a caveat here, you can take of it whatever you want to. So you're on a three-match winning streak. You were undefeated in your last five matches. So there was a draw in there. So you have not lost in five matches, but you're on a three-match winning streak so far. So if you choose to omit that draw, you're on a four-match win streak. I do not choose to omit that draw. Of course you wouldn't. So, so And your all-time record is six wins in a row. So you are, you are uh, approaching that point again. And I know you were very upset with me the last time that it got broke, which was not my fault. But, uh, I'm probably just some bullshit, like... It, it wasn't, but, you know, whatever. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's take a quick commercial break. We're going to watch that match, and when we come back, we'll give you our thoughts on Diamond Dallas Page versus Macho Man Randy Savage at the Great American Bash 1997. Thanks, everybody. Guess who's here? Don't stare at the beauty too long because someone will get you from behind. Well, you are right. Michael Buffer clears, and the anything goes. Lights out. Savage Page 2 is on. I don't know what he's going to do here. What's, well, he's picking he's up some blunder. He's got a crutch. 
He, he's got somebody's crutch. Here goes. Oh, man. Oh, my. Let me show you to your seat, sir. When what you signed on world? for this. He's going to pile drive the referee. Yes, he is. Oh, my goodness. Oh, get that barbecue pit. Behind you is the barbecue pit. Whack him with the Weber. He's, he's, he's well, there you go. He's found the Weber. Thank goodness. Real oh, Thank goodness they didn't light the charcoal. Oh, my goodness. And there's bodies all around the ring, and there's someone making their way. It's Scott Hall of the NWO. The big elbow, and there's no referee to count. And now, well, look at this now. Scott Hall moving him over that direction. One. Wow. Two. Oh, man. Whoa. Fans, we are out of time for all of us. Have a great summer. And thanks for being with us for the great American Bash. And don't forget Nitro tomorrow night. Wow. The NWO again is shown as dominating. We are back. Uh, Ryan unsuccessful in his attempt to predict the winner of that. Uh, predicted Macho Man and or, or no, he predicted DDP Diamond Dallas Page, but Macho Man won. Uh, you have a problem with Nick Patrick, ace referee Nick Patrick? I love Nick Patrick to death. <laughs> so why are you saying fucking Nick Patrick then? I mean, it was his fucking call at the end. Which is I mean, he just like. he just he was knocked out. He was to- he was half half conscious. He just he just saw a man pinning another man. He counted to three. He did his job, Ryan. He did his job. You can't fault a man for doing his job. No, I mean I, I disagree with uh, with uh, he did his job. I love Nick, but I disagree with <laughs> great referee name, Nick Patrick. It was uh, absolutely like I'll never forget. Did you enjoy the match? I did. That was a good match. I I did like it overall. Okay. Overall, that's good. All right. I'm glad that the ending didn't sour it too much for you. Uh, but let's go to the notes. So we've got Michael Buffer, as we always do for these WCW matches. Hair, not as good as the last time we saw it, unfortunately, though. Michael Buffer having to explain the rules. Uh, the referee. So we and I were kind of chit-chattering, uh, but in my notes, I actually have it. The referee got a hometown announcement. So that, that was the original referee who got pile-driven eventually. Spoiler alert. But he actually got a hometown announcement that he was from the Quad Cities, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Apparently, the Quad Cities consist of Moline, Rock Island, Davenport, and Bettendorf. I'm sure, I'm sure you're not aware of this. No, I was not. Big geography major over here. But uh, yeah, so, so the referee gets a little hometown pop. Uh, which I'm assuming was done so that when Macho Man took him out, he's just looking even more dastardly. But uh, lights go out, Pyro goes off, Macho Man enters out with Liz together after all these years. You seem to be somewhat taken aback by the the wives of these respective competitors during our match. Yes, they're very attractive wives. <laughs> 1997 was a great year. 1997, great year for wives. Did you have a preference between the wives, between Elizabeth and Kimberly? No, I thought they were both, like, they had their own style, like, you know, they <laughs> right. represented, uh, yeah, no. That's true. Very good looking. Uh, so the match gets started very quickly. So Kimberly uh, is kind of out. She's doing the DDP diamond cutter symbol, which uh, DDP started that for the record, not Jay-Z. There was actually a lawsuit about about the diamond, the Raka, 
Is that's is that Rocka? <laughs> is that is am I correct in that that's like the Rocka symbol or something? Waka Flacka. I don't. We're we sound very white right now, and you're. I don't know that I trust anything that you're saying right now. But anyway, <laughs> like Jay Z used to put up the diamond symbol. DDP sued him over it and won. As a matter of fact. Oh, good. Yeah, so good for him. So it was a legal yeah. legal victory, even though he didn't get a you know wrestling victory here today. But while Kimberly is distracting the Macho Man from the entranceway, DDP jumps over the guardrail from the crowd, uh, jumps Macho Man from behind. Hell of a distraction. Good, good little move. But uh, I think that the thing that really struck me early on in this match, they weren't really even doing moves. It was just a brawl. It was just a chaotic brawl everyone's getting thrown into everything you know you're just tossing guys they're out in the mud the blood and the beer just fighting amongst the people are you asking me well i'm saying that but if you have any anything to chime in with around that topic no i i that's what initially that's what you like about the match like the fans like the interaction you know like you know this is it's about the people you know Mm -hmm. i think my favorite part of the early on bit so there is a deal where Macho Man, especially as a bad guy, used to do this all the fucking time. He takes Liz, his manager, and puts her in front of him as like a shield because most good guys they're not going to punch Macho if if his wife or you know that his woman is in front of him. But like DDP, he's not an idiot babyface. He knows what the fuck's going on. He's just like get the fuck out of here. Shoves Liz into the guardrail and just goes right on after Macho Man. I like that yeah. detail. Uh, to kind of prove, like, Diamond Dallas Page, he's not a fucking idiot, uh, which was good. Then they kind of start brawling through the crowd. One one guy gets his crutch grabbed, uh, gets broken over the back of Macho Man. That could have been you, Ryan. That's what I was saying, like half a crutch. Half That's a crutch? Crutch man? Situation you have to deal with, you know, but you got a wrestling match, you just never know. My favorite part of the brawling outside of this this segment, because there was a couple brawls outside, and, and again, I don't know that you necessarily caught this, but it made me laugh out loud when I was watching it at first. So there's a point where Diamond Dallas Page throws Macho Man in like through a door, and then DDP just grabs the crutch and he's like waiting, like he's like, you know, he's, yeah. he's like teeing yeah. off at like at the baseball plate, waiting for Macho to come through. Randy walks so casually through the door. It's like he's strolling in to start a shift of accounting. <laughs> he totally forgot he's in a wrestling match, and then he just gets waffled in the stomach. That made me laugh out loud when I watched it the first time. I was just, I was so funny how casually he was strutting through that door. He's a casual guy, you know. Yeah, right? very casual guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, powder. We saw some more powder. Macho Man used powder. Thoughts on powder? I mean, I'm good with it. Like, I, I think it's... Are you, so you're pro-powder, is what you're telling me? I, I think I would say I'm pro-powder, yeah. Like, I think it's uh, it's an interesting way to spice up the match. Like, a little seasoning, you know. Yeah. We've seen... I, this is maybe, like, the third or fourth time we've seen powder. It's not uncommon that we've seen it. Not every match, of course, but... It's like the LeBron James, you know, you clap, you throw some powder in the air, you, you, you know. Right. It's a, it's a move. It's a move. Exactly. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So right around here is when Savage starts peeling the tape. So Diamond Dallas Page's ribs are, have been injured through, uh, you know, various altercations leading up to this match. Savage starts peeling that tape off, and right around there, the referee's starting to get in Macho Man's face. Uh, he fucking decks the referee and hits a fucking gnarly pile driver 
yeah. on that. Yeah. That was a great looking goddamn pile driver. I just, you know, that move always makes me cringe every time I see it. Yeah. And on a ref, you know, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I respect it. I respect a good execution of it. As I'm going through the notes, it's funny to me that like none of this match has involved any actual wrestling moves until yeah. that. And that wasn't even performed on another wrestling move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The first yeah. wrestling move of the match, and it's on the goddamn fat referee from the Quad Cities. But uh, eventually they kind of start brawling up the aisle way. <laughs> they tried to explain that the area that they were brawling in was a picnic area for VIPs. I have never, ever, ever, ever seen anything like this before or since. They they had this elevated platform, which if you were sitting there, you wouldn't be able to see fucking shit. Like, let's just get yeah. that out of the way. If you were actually trying to, like, watch the wrestling show. And then also, the people were, like, literally sitting at these different tables, not paying attention until the guys were, like, right fucking there. <laughs> it was like a scene from The Naked Gun or some shit like that. But basically, everybody clears out. Macho Man gets slammed through a picnic table. He gets a flower to the head. The barbecue pit charcoal gets dumped yep, all over macho yep. man i think that's really i think you would pick ddp just before that but i think that really solidified that you made it the did. right choice it did used his resources i love the area i love the vip area right there. <laughs> next, next time we go to a wrestling show we'll try and get in the vip picnic area it appeared there was a real charcoal grill up on that vip area you know like and you can't fake that you can't fake that. <laughs> you can talk about fake snakes all you want. You can't fake a barbecue pit. No, absolutely not. We know. Yeah. We know that. Let's see here, but uh, they go back into the ring. <laughs> the shirtless referee who got pile tripped is still laying on the floor. This is like at least ten minutes after uh, that originally happened. But uh, DDP avoids a leg up. Very difficult move to avoid, but he somehow managed to do it. Uh, he he crotches Macho Man on the the ring post. And then uh, a, another referee gets decked, gets knocked out. Uh, third referee shows up, who gets also beat up by Macho Man. Macho Man also starts beating up a photographer. He smashes the photographer. Like, that part was all very weird. I guess that was just a distraction so that DDP could go grab a chair and then hit uh, Macho Man yeah. Yeah. with it. But Savage hits Diamond Dallas with a low blow right in, right in his pee-pee got a diamond cutter no referee around so you know, a hard to count a pinfall when there's all the referees are knocked unconscious and then we have from our number one match of all time scott hall comes running out fellow nwo member along with his friend macho man randy savage <laughs> ddp is going for a pinfall on randy and Mach- er, no, Scott Hall slides in, stomps the referee in the face, which made me laugh. DDP starts firing away at Scott Hall. Macho Man clobbers DDP with a shot uh, with a title belt in the back of the head. Scott Hall then manages just barely. It was a struggle, but he just barely managed to hit the outsider's edge. Macho Man comes to, stomps the referee one more time just for fucking good measure. Jumps. Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick, thank you. I don't want to you know, misrepresent yeah. any of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Big top rope elbow drop to Diamond Dallas Page. Pinfall, one, two, three. Macho Man wins the night. That was it. And that was it. And that was the match. Let's get into the science, my friend. Let's get into the science. 
So it seemed like you liked it. I guess the question becomes, did you like it enough for it to be good, or is it going to be in our okay section? It would be in one of the two that I was looking at immediately. Those are big sections, though. Those are, yeah. Okay, especially. Okay is definitely our biggest. Yeah, yeah. If you need a reminder about any of these matches, I'm happy to provide such. I don't know. I think I think I'd put this like near the top of okay. Um, okay. I mean, a new like twenty five. I think would be fitting. Oh, you're saying at the very, very top of okay. It was a good match. I, I was debating like it was a good, like it was it was good. I enjoyed the watch, but like did I did it have anything spectacular? Uh, I'm adding it right now. But are, are you set on twenty five? Are you still thinking it over? Yeah. No, I think I think twenty five is a good spot for it. Like top of okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. There we go. All right, new 25, top of okay. That's what everybody likes. Tops of okay. That's where all the matches go. <laughs> um, well, I'm hoping sometime soon. I mean, we've had a pretty... I feel like our, our more recent matches have, for the most part, been okay, good. Maybe not a whole lot of great ones lately, but we'll we'll see. We'll see where we go. Uh, just so you're aware, for our next WrestleTalk episode, what will that be? Oh, okay. This should be a good one. The next one is going to be Brett the Hitman Hart, one of your favorites. Uh, he's going to be taking on The Undertaker in a very, very classic, all-time classic match there. So you got that to look forward to in another two weeks, everybody. But uh, you don't have to wait two weeks for the Hardmark podcast because that's right. We're going to be back with Rumpus time here in just one more week. We're on that weekly Thursday schedule. Hope everybody's enjoying that. But before we wrap things up here today, Ryan, any other questions, comments, concerns, anything else worth mentioning about uh, Diamond Dallas Page versus Macho Man? I have I've nothing left. I've given it everything I have. I'll agree with that just from the from the state of you right now. But one thing <laughs> I didn't mention, and I'll, we'll get into more of this. We will see Diamond Dallas Page again in the future. Uh, Diamond Dallas Page, for anyone not familiar, he has a DDP Yoga, very popular yoga system. I actually have a DVD set myself. Uh, I know that at least one person listening to this right now is also a big fan of the DDP yoga. So everybody just, you know, if, 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 if I don't know where you are. Hopefully you're not driving right now, but let's just kind of, let's hit my favorite move of the day, the diamond cutter. So let's, you know, put your, your, your thumb and your index fingers together, everybody. Just give me one of those and then uh, bring it all the way up. And you want to feel the tension. You want to feel the tension there. And so you, Are you doing it right I'm now? I'm doing some DDP yoga. And so now I got him up. And then arms out to a T. But you're flexing the mm. whole time. It's all about resistance. It's about mm. the resistance of the muscles that you're creating. Arms out to a T. Hulk it up. We'll talk more about DDP yoga next time we see him. <laughs> but I would, be, I would be remiss without speaking at least briefly about... Yeah his major contribution to modern-day wrestling, which is DDP Yoga. But that brings us to the end of this little sode, end of this little thing that we call the Hard Mark Podcast. But of course, ha, we're, we're not going to end this thing without doing a, a little segment that I like to call Eric's Wisdom Tree. All right, I got a good one for you here, Ryan. You got a good one. I got a good one. I got one Bring that will on. shake you out of your stupor. How many beers have you drank tonight? By the by, just for my. It's not the beers, Eric. It's <laughs> mostly I think the tequila that got me. Holy like fuck. I didn't know this. I was yeah. getting. If I if you would have said Eric, you're getting tequila Ryan tonight, I might have given this a second thought. But I don't even feel like I'm real tequila Ryan. I feel like I'm 
down tequila ride right now. I need to be, but that's okay. Let, yeah, know. we'll get through it. It'll it'll be. We'll fun. get through it. We'll get through it. Give me give me on this wisdom tree and. All right, uh, Ryan. I know you have some things that you're fearful of. Things that you know you're you're maybe you're not like lying awake at night thinking of these things, but like it's a, it's a real possibility and you're concerned about them. Plane crashes, for example. Uh, absolutely, I'm flying in two days. F- flying, yeah, exactly. And I and I wish yeah. you well. I hope that your plane does oh, well, not thank you. does not crash while, while it's frontier, you're frontier. So you never know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, would you say just kind of uh, if we were speculating here, if you had if you had to die. Via plane crash or via alligator attack, what, what would you say would be worse? Alligator attack. Well, then it stands to reason that you and all the Markomaniacs may want a piece of advice. Uh, if you are being attacked by an alligator, how do you get out of that? How do you avoid that? What should be your plan of attack? How do you counterattack that alligator getting you? Well, I have the answer. Yes. I think you should. So, first of all, there's no like you're saying like you're in the midst of an alligator attack or there's no way to avoid it like it's alligator attack or like plane crash like you're (laughs) i'm just looking for i'm just looking to pivot over you're getting there's an alligator you you have you have put yourself in a position where you're getting attacked by an alligator that's what's you've jumped out of a you've jumped out of an airplane you land it you're you're going into the water and then what's waiting for you in that water alligators you're so, okay, so there's no like you put yourself in a serious position. Yeah, you're flying into Tampa on Frontier. It's a very rickety airplane. Of course, as you're flying into Tampa, where are you going over? The fucking Bayou, <laughs> Alligator Central, and crocodiles. I don't know if this uh, applies to both, but it probably does. I'm going to say that this more than likely applies to both. It definitely applies to alligators, though. So, so Ryan, an alligator is attacking you. It's clamped down. We all know mm-hmm. how. Alligators, their jaw strength, there's no way you're going to open up that jaw on your own. You know, uh, if you're trying to, like, the other direction, their jaws are weak, but once they're clamped down, there's no getting out of that, right? So it's up to you to figure out a way to to release yourself from its grip before it starts death rolling, Ryan. That's where it starts spinning in the water and trying to break your limbs yeah. and drown you. Nobody wants that, especially not jumping out of an airplane flying over the bayou. Eric, you're making this too fucking brutal. Like, you can't crash an airplane and get attacked by an alligator at the same <laughs> That's time. That's the scenario. It's separate. I'm, it's I'm separate. pitching that scenario. You're golfing. You run into an alligator. You might, like, yo, you lost your ball. You go up to him. Like, you're dumb. Like, you find that. You can't. You broke your leg falling out of the plane. You're crawling. Like and I, so you're very slow. Me, it's giving me anxiety. Like, you know. <laughs> Well, allow me to alleviate your anxiety because I've got the foolproof method for how to release yourself from the alligator's grip. Stick your fingers in its nose. Or its butt. No, just its nose. Why would you, do you, you wouldn't even know what an alligator's butt is. I don't know, but I do know, not to take us off topic, but if, if a pit bull is ever attacking your dog, you stick your finger in his butt and that's the best way to like... Lose a fucking hand? Yeah, I agree. In the butt? Like, Eric, you're behind it. You pull the legs out, you put a finger in it, it'll stop attacking the dog. Why don't you just Why don't you just grab its legs and, like, have that be the end of that scenario? I'm just saying, like, because it's because it'll still bite. You find that's an easy butt. You put it in your put it in their How? butt. Like, what? Like, Hold on. Hold on. Why? Why would? <laughs> so you're saying that by grabbing both of its hind legs, it's would bite. 
but by putting your finger in its butt, it's not going to bite? It's still going to hold on to whatever it's biting if you pull its back legs. It's st- but it just loses leverage on, like, you can't, like, push any further. Like. Dogs lick their own assholes all the time. Why would you not get your fucking wrist sh- torn to shreds if you have your finger in its asshole? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> This is not vetted wisdom. If you if you if you if you, if, you, if you get in a fight with a pit bull, like your your dog's getting bitten, right? Your sweet beloved golden retriever. My cat out for a walk, it's biting. I'm fucking going right for like so I'm like, hey, someone grab legs and boom, right in the butt, like you know, like because nothing else works. For somebody who doesn't like getting grabbed, you're you're, you're very forceful about this finger in the butt. It's just defense. what it is. Like, I, regardless, we're not talking about pit bulls. Yeah, we're, we're not talking about alligators. Let's. And why does it have to be it. pit bulls? Does this not work on other dogs? Well, I don't know. I just think I'm not. My sister has the most wonderful pit bull in the world. I, I'm not a pit bull like hater. Like, I'm just saying. Like, when you see like pit bulls, if they do attack, you can't really get them off. They're very strong dogs. Finger up the butt. And you pull their legs out. Like, that's how... And you should know that in case you ever run into that incident. Like, my sweet cat's out for a walk. Not if they ever go outside. But, you know, you fucking save my cat. I, I'll, I'll fucking have my finger up its intestines if that if that's what fucking it takes. <laughs> like, that's what it takes. I hate tequila, Ryan. I will rattle his intestines with my fucking fingers if that's what it takes save my cat this is the the i don't know how or when this audio is going to be used against you in a court of law someday i don't just i don't move know on, Eric. i don't know the circumstances we, you know, it's just more okay you know what we were talking about alligators let's go back to the alligator yeah. topic. i'm just saying if that were to happen and i think you people should know right the butt into the intestine. Whatever. Stop saying into the intestine. I don't whatever it takes, Eric. Whatever it takes. You save the fucking other animal like who's being. What if it's just them. attacking you and you can't get to the butthole? Oh, then you're some shit. Then like. you're just fucked. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, uh, alligators. Fingers in the nose. In the nostrils. That probably doesn't work. It does. Do you have any guesses as to why that works? Do you know that more Americans die by alligator attack? every year than anything <laughs> it's, it's it's very high on the list and i i bet eric that putting a finger up their nose does not stop and not a finger both fingers you have to put two fingers up both nostrils i'll just tell you this is not me prompting you for conversation it's not going anywhere you're <laughs> derailing this constantly the reason that this works is because it breathes just like fucking human brings, it breathes through its nose or its mouth. If its jaws are closed, that means it's bring, breathing through its nose. And so if you plug its nose with your fucking fingers, that means it has to open its mouth, then releasing you from its grip so it can actually breathe. This is something they Fine. teach you. They teach you at reptile zoos, like like alligator <laughs> fucking shelters, and a little seven-year-old girl who attended one of those seminars and listened to somebody do this, she was attacked by an alligator. She stuck its finger, her fingers in its nose, and it released her, and she got away. Alligators, I would say, are kind of pussies, like, of the um, reptile world. Like, they're a little bit... What? I, I've, seen, I've seen a cat fucking slap an alligator... Not in person, but on YouTube. And that motherfucker backed away. Like, that was it. That's all it took. It was a little slap. 
I will also say that's to derail this conversation any further than it has been derailed. But uh-huh. cats are fucking vicious, insane creatures who are loving and caring at the same time. Like, I love my cats, but they will fuck anything up in the world. Doesn't matter. The snake, fuck it. They'll slap it. Same with an alligator. Like, they'll slap, slap it. it away. They'll slap it's it. Fun. They're, but I'm just saying, like, alligators are kind of pussies. Like, they'll just, they'll just, oh, oh, what? Like, so I bet, you're probably right. Like, you put it in their nose, like, they'll probably fucking go away. Like, you know, they're pussies. Like, they fight and they'll roll you if you don't fight back and get, you know. But if you slap them like a cat, that's all you need. I don't even know how to respond back to anything you're fucking saying right now. You're talking <laughs> such go. fucking gibberish right now. And, like, there's no reasoning with you. You just called alligators pussies. Alligators are fucking terrifying murder machines. Oh, Eric, I'm just saying. I've seen some videos. You know, I've been on the internet. Yeah. Okay. We've all know. We all know about your TikTok habits. Well, we will be back. Rump with rumpus time, July 28th. Wow, what a great time. That'll be a that'll be a fun time. Hard mark your calendars for that, everybody. Are you getting a fucking phone call? What's happening? No, no, no. Just go on. It's my Uber Eats. <laughs> What did you get for Uber Eats? <laughs> I don't want to tell you. Just tell me. I did get some warm McChicken. <laughs> God! The, the all McChicken diet. Well, that's how Ryan gets ripped to death these days. The all McChicken di- Four McChickens a day keeps the doctor away. That's what they say. Are the spicy McChickens, I'm assuming? Spicy McChickens. Of course. Spray. That builds yeah, up the immune yeah. system. I understand. Well, yeah, if you're not... With a Sprite. <laughs> with, a, with a Sprite. You got to keep it caffeine-free, dog. Well, if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. That is all, folks. I hate Tequila Ryan.